The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Sunday morning Feeling fine as fuck Man, I am fired up on this beautiful morning. That was Noel Morgan, friend of the show. Thank you for lending us some Noel Morgan drip drip to start the, start the episode off. Nate, what's going on, my man? How are you doing today? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Uh, you know, it's cold as hell out there. I went bowling the other day. Bowling? Which was, yeah. Which okay. was, uh, you know, got the got the sports fix on, you know, not a lot to do in the winter time. So it's like I'm trying to I'm trying to like find things to do that are, you know, inside and warm. And uh, bowling came to mind, so I was like, yeah, you know, I'll go I'll go swing the old arm around a little bit and see what we got. And that is <laughs> that is some kind of sport, man. Like you want to talk about like touch points for COVID? Oh. Yeah, that's there's some red flags waving there. Well, I mean, first off, like I'm not gonna like say anything like like too bad here, but like the place I went to, I mean, there was a King's Edgehill had a school function going on there when I was there. Okay, which is like I mean, that is international. Yes, it is quite international. Uh, and I mean, you walk in and it's it's a tale as old as time. First off, a bowling alley hasn't had a like a revamp. I don't think since they've opened. Yeah, every single one looks like they were made in the 70s. Hundred percent. Um, yeah, you, modern day bowling alley. You just you can't come. You, you, you don't, don't. You don't cross paths. Who's them. investing in that? Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's anyway. You know they're all old. They're all a little out of date. Like very outdated. Um, Do you get money laundering vibes from them. I mean, there's got to be something going on, right? I was actually taking a look at their merchandise on the walls too. Oh, the, the okay. Old, uh, the, you know the bowling alley is tough, tough shit. Yeah, yeah. You picked uh, something up to wrap. I did not. No, <laughs> I, I don't think I was. I was chucking out twenty five bucks for a t shirt that says "fucking <laughs> bowling." But um, you know, it's weird too when you go in there. Not to keep this bowling thing going too long here, but you know, you just chuck the shoes at the front, which is just you got those. There's always a pile together. of shoes. Yeah, it's like how does people not take shoes? You know? What oh, I mean? it's happened. Oh, it has for yeah. sure. I mean, I've taken a few pairs myself. <laughs> um, half my wardrobes <laughs> from bowling alleys. Um, uh, you know, it's. I just wanted to touch on the technology at those places too, pretty quickly. Sure. All you got to do is hit a button, and it resets the whole thing. And you know what I mean? I think this was like the '60s, '70s. This was happening. Like whoever invented that must have been like Albert Einstein back in the day. Like that's some pretty, pretty yeah. good stuff. It is pretty dialed in. To be it honest. is. I, I've always been such a terrible bowler, and it's because I look to bring the heat. I walk up like I'm flying out of the bullpen in the bottom of the ninth. And I look to absolutely throw 100 uh, miles an hour down the middle, and it never is a successful approach to the bowling alley. I do the weirdest thing, too. Like, I walk up, and I take two balls at once. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just, I, just I don't, familiarity. No, yeah, yeah. It's like, all right, so this is what it's like. Yeah. <laughs> no, it brings me back to my hernia days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got right. one on my right hand. I'm like, holy, this thing's huge. Uh, no, but, uh, yeah, I take two up. And I keep one in one hand, I roll the other one, and then promptly before that one's even got down there, I just chuck another so it doesn't seem so bad. Because if you hit the, you know, you hit the gutter, it's like, wow. 
Oh, gutter balls are tough. There's nothing. Yeah, man. You chuck a gutter ball, and then you do that walk of shame back to pick up another ball. It's like you just got to throw that out of the way and just chuck another one down there and get ready to hum. Yeah, yeah. But. I mean, yeah, it, it's certainly a tough game, and I've never been good at it. Neat, uh, kind of. In my adventures through the week, I uh, I sat in at a spin class at our local uh, gym, and, and I'm you know I'm not familiar. I probably shouldn't be commenting on what goes on at Guantanamo Bay. It feels like I spent a week there. Uh, uh, my rear end is absolutely destroyed, man. Those seats, bike seats. Can there be some innovation? In that area, man, like something like built for comfort, like those things are not built for anything. It's the craziest thing, too. I remember just like I, when I used to bike a ton, like I remember going on some like good runs, and by the end of it, I mean, like you're feeling good, you know, you got the exercise, but like, yeah, your ass is just throbbing at man. the end of it. It's like something completely different happened. Oh, man. It, yeah, it's it's not a good scene, but honestly, really like it. I, I really like spin glasses. I find. You know, it, the best part about it, it's not like you're going for a run where you're keeping up with the leader. Like, you can go at your own pace on yeah. those stationary bikes. You can change the resistance, um, you know, kind of take it easy if you need to. But I really like it. I mean, it's uh, it, a little culty, no? Definitely, definitely. I mean, this one's just at the local gym. So, like, it's just like an optionary yeah. class for the members. You can pop in. But uh, I'm definitely going to pop my head into a spin co, I think, in in the future just to see just to see what it's like. You know, maybe put on a bit of a show and... and uh, you know, try to do a wheelie or something. Are you are you mentally prepared for that? I I definitely. That's why you know I I probably have to have probably five to ten under my belt before I even step into uh, one of those places. Oh, I was gonna say you just gotta be ready for blood. Don't you have to slaughter a lamb to get into one of those places? Uh, it, it's true. Yeah. So or, or yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> Nate, we're starting things off in in high school football. Yeah. And very interesting story coming out of California, and and I, I didn't hear about this through the news. Uh, it, it's been a big story. You can look it up online all over the place, but uh, my parents have recently spent um, some time in the States with uh, my uncle and aunt, and, and my aunt's sister. Uh, she's, she's she's a deaf lady, very sweet lady, but she went to a high school in California called uh, California, California School for the Deaf by Riverside, and this team is, they've got a football team. Yes, and typically, I mean, they aren't very successful, and I think you know that's, you know, for any reasons, it's just it's amazing they have a team. Yeah, just I mean, in the first place. I assume the <clears throat> them not being successful is a, I mean, a sheer because of the lack of hearing. No. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're at an extreme disadvantage, if you ask me. Especially playing football, where communication is is huge. Yeah. Um, between coaches and players, between players and players, between I mean, just coordinating. It's a chess match. And uh, you don't have anyway. You, you're obviously there's a lot of barriers to to being deaf and playing football. But this team has went 12 and 0 in the regular season. Ended up playing in the championship game. I mean, just an incredible story. I would love to know the ins and outs of how this team operates. It would be so fascinating to understand how they're relaying plays, um, how the how the quarterbacks are communicating with their with the receivers, with the running backs, with the old linemen. I mean, it's just a truly incredible story. So you said they're 12 and 0. <coughs> Excuse yep. me there. So do they? Is there like a deaf league? No, this is they play in the actual high school football league. So they're twelve and zero against people who can yeah. hear. Yeah, well, yeah. That is maybe the most impressive thing I've ever heard since uh, the guy who plays ping pong with his mouth. Yeah, that, I mean that guy was obviously stellar. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, so shout out to to the California School for the Death by Riverside uh, on an incredible season. They ended up getting beat in the finals by I guess a perennial powerhouse, uh, and it didn't look like they got any sort of 
leeway. I mean, there were some harsh-looking hits in that game. I saw a few highlights. Kind of messed up, isn't it? Um, just go in there and just pummel some guys. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, mean, I guess you got to go for the ship. Yeah, I mean, it's, they point. were they earned their spot, and, yeah. they, and they would want that. You know? They, yeah, yeah, that's true know. enough. I mean, um, so Nate, we're going to talk a little bit about the baseball signings because it has been a hectic week uh, throughout the MLB. The Jays signed Kevin Gosman, uh, five years, one hundred and ten million. Uh, Gimme Garcia, two years, eleven million. But I want to talk about this Kevin Gosman character. Uh, because obviously the big storylines coming out of the Jays offseason were that Robbie Ray was going to be a free agent and Trevor Simeon was going to be a free agent. Or Travis Simeon? Marcus, Marcus Simeon. Yeah. Tra- I, I, that was, that's my bad. Tra- Travis. What Why is that? Why did I say that name? You say Travis Simeon? Trevor Simeon? Maybe Trevor that's Simeon? the quarterback for the Saints? Maybe. Yeah, I think he's been playing the last few weeks. Anyway, okay. Marcus Simeon. Um... And and Robbie Ray and, and Robbie Ray and just ended up signing for five years, one hundred and fifteen million in Seattle. Yeah, a lot of Jays fans probably a little upset. Well, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, you had Robbie Ray come in; he had an unbelievable year. Obviously, Cy Young. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So it's you know definitely a lot of people there. And you know when you look at the deals, they're nearly matching. Yeah. I mean, what's five million dollars really once you get up to that? 110 million, 115 million. Like you know what I mean? It's nothing. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe uh, the Jays just figured. Hey, let's grab a new guy. Maybe he didn't want to come back. I don't know. I, I, it just seems strange. For sure. So I guess he was holding out. Like he was. He, like the Jays offered him the five years, one ten. Yeah. And he said, "I've got bigger offers. Match it." Okay, so his bigger offer was five million more. Exactly. So it's, he bluffed. I think. Yeah, I think he bluffed. Well, he had to. Have. Yeah. I mean, he probably. I mean, he got one fifteen, and you know, at that point, it's almost like sure you get the extra five million, but like you got to move. You know, there's a lot of like you're pretty yeah. much sacrificing that five million just in like, like your fees to sell your house. You News know? alert: You're not winning a you're not winning a championship with Seattle. No, no, and that and that kind of goes the same with uh, Marcus Simeon going to the Texas Rangers. Yeah, I mean, they were absolutely horrible last year. Hundred percent. So it's like it, it's just weird. You know, I mean, like obviously, I mean, I can't say I wouldn't do the same thing. You know what I mean? Like for Simeon, what you got? What what was it? Seven years, right? Yeah, for 175. Yeah, and I mean yeah. like. The Jays probably weren't matching that. Well, no, because they've got Bo Bichette coming. They've exactly. They've got Vladdy Jr. coming. They've got, um, uh, oh, gosh, Guriel Jr. Is he outfielder, no? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But still, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they've got a lot of up-and-coming pieces. But the other thing is, too, like, if, if you're not – I feel like in baseball of all sports, if you're not feeling comfortable, like, matching that number, it's like – baseball seems like the easiest sport to be like, all right, we're going to go out and get a guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like exactly. it, it's got to be the easiest sport to just for be sure. like, all right, we will go get this. We team. can replace you guys. Exactly, yeah, for sure. It's right? the easiest replaceable sport, especially when you have a deep core like the Jays do. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I'm glad you brought the, that up, Nate. So so Marcus Simeon signs with the Rangers seven uh, seven years, 175 million, which obviously the Jays couldn't match. Yeah. Then they getting the Texas Rangers go out and spend 325 million over ten years on Corey Seager. Yeah. Uh, from the Dodgers, who. From a lot of accounts, I mean, I haven't followed baseball as closely as we always say. We're working on it. But, I mean, he's been injured, banged up. He's got a bad lower back. Uh, didn't perform to to his ceiling, I guess, you know, for for you know, the majority of the year. And and now the, the Texas Rangers go out and splash, you know, almost half a billion dollars on these two guys. Obviously, yeah. Simeon's a heck of a player. But for Seager, sure. we'll see, man. I think he is a heck of a talent. But the, the thing is with Simeon, though, it's like, you know, he's 31 years old. Yep. You know, I mean, this is a long, long contract. I mean, if you're the Jays, I mean, this almost makes sense. I mean, if, if this guy's getting a seven-year and it's like, all right, well, I want seven. It's like, well, I don't know if we really want you till you're 38. Yeah. Like, what are you going to be doing when you're 34, for instance? You know what I mean? We don't want to be locked up with this contract. And, and again, you could probably can move him, but 
I don't know. Kevin Gossman too. I kind of, did you see what he came out and said for the his what number he's going to be wearing? Yeah. Yeah. yeah which is pretty cool. 34 honoring uh, yeah. Doc Holiday. Yeah. Because yeah. the 32s retired. Yeah. Uh, so he's going to wear 34 for him, which I thought was like I you know, he wore 34 anyway before. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. you can probably have to squeeze it out there, but that's awesome, man. Yeah, Obviously exactly. Doc Holiday, I mean, if you were a Jays fan through yeah. you know, the early 2000s, mid 2000s, I mean, absolute legend. Absolute legend and uh obviously rest in peace, Doc. Uh couple others need uh, Javier Baez signing in Detroit. Obviously, money motivated there. Well, you um, have to be. You're Max not going for the views. No, exactly. Our guy Stevie Pierce. Yeah. Brings in uh, Max Scherzer at three years, a hundred and thirty million for a guy that's thirty-eight. Yeah. Yeah. No, that one's weird. I mean, I'm a big Scherzer guy too, but uh, yeah. you know, I mean, at what point does this? He's getting so up there, man. Like thirty. What is he? Thirty-seven, thirty-eight, something yep. like that. You say thirty-eight? Yeah. I mean, geez, dude. It, that's he's through to forty one there. I mean that arm could go any time. Hundred percent. But I mean you got to respect it out of the Mets. They're they're tr- they're doing their damnedest to be uh, competitive. Hundred percent. So man. let's they're go. They're spending their money. All right, Nate. It's been a big few weeks on the PGA Tour, and for no other reason but Tiger Woods has made a return and has finally been sort of in the spotlight, in the mix, been relevant again for the first time in nine months since his car accident, which. He obviously, you know, broke his leg and and uh, and talked about it publicly. And um, he's he's the host of a tournament this week. It's called the Real World Challenge. It's just it's just pretty much twenty five guys come, twenty five of the best of the world. They come and they just play a tournament. It's like a fundraising event. But but Tiger had his first interviews and he talked about the crash and and I, I don't know if it's a complete milk, but he was like, you know, amputation was seriously on the table and yeah. and um, and uh, you know, obviously just you know nearly lost his leg and his back, which he had recently had surgery on before the crash, is certainly nowhere near its its place. And he just he just doesn't he sounds old to me. He sounds weathered. He doesn't sound overly promised to, to I, come back. I know what you mean it was kind of like a. It just didn't seem like a very like tiger, you know. Something seems up. Yeah. Like I think I think it's kind of good though that he's being kind of realistic about it. You know what I mean? Like yep. he's not going to be telling everybody he's coming back hot and. Yeah. Because I mean, it's it, man, it's a lot to take in. I mean, obviously he's had the back issues for the forever. It seems like now, and then you have this happen, and then like if he did nearly lose his leg, I mean, jeez, man, even to be able to play golf again is an impressive fate. Yeah. So it's, I, you know. I don't know, man. I, I you got. I hope to see him back soon. And you, you get this feeling too, even with how he says, like, you know, I I don't need to be able to compete with the best to be able to enjoy my life and stuff. But I think he'll. Uh, I could see him being back in a few, like maybe even by the end of the year, and just kind of like humming along. Yeah, this one big tourney, and he's like, you know what, like. Man, it's. I mean, we we've seen it. We saw Phil Mickelson win the the PGA Championship this yep. year at fifty one. We saw Tom Watson lose the British Open at fifty nine. I mean. You can golf at a high level. It seems like Bernard, Bernard Langer has gotten better as he's aged. My boy. People get better as they age, and, and there's no real you know prime or, or peak. I mean, you can still play. Obviously, that, that was a, a brutal statement. There is a prime and peak, but you can still play the golf at a high level at, at an older age. And for sure. Obviously, the injuries have, have compiled and, and compounded for Tiger. But, man, this guy, man, it's Tiger Woods. This guy has the competitive edge, and he's not going to go into a PGA Tour event and be okay with not being it, sniffing around the top of the leaderboard. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's going to be a reduced schedule. I see him playing in the majors, playing in probably maybe a couple of the World Golf Championships, pick and choose, the Arnold Palmer, pick and choose some events. Um, the um, Come over the Masters. The Memorial at, uh, yeah, oh, obviously, yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Um, but uh, but we'll see. We'll see uh, you know what it looks like, and and hopefully the, I think there's a spot reserved for him at the PNC Championship. Uh, he was swinging three woods yesterday on the range. Looked like he was yeah. swinging. Yeah, I mean, he looked pretty comfortable. Yeah, like so. It's <laughs> he looks good too. He looks fit. Yeah, he does. Um, so so we'll see, man. We'll see with Tiger Woods. Obviously, I mean, we had to talk about him, Nate, because it's been you know so long since we've seen him. He is he is the sport of golf when he's there. Um, but uh, but moving into the NFL. It's been, uh, you know, I mean, it's been two very different weeks in Operation Two Seventy Two. Obviously, we went eleven and three uh, two weeks prior, and uh, and and this past week um, we got absolutely rinsed. Um, so we're looking to, you know, to, to start fresh tonight. Um, but uh, but you know what? We're, I mean, we're still up. I think you know, probably around you know, seventeen, eighteen units. Yeah, which is you know pretty damn solid, really. Definitely about it. Throw ten bucks on everything. You're up 170. Yeah, so trail the picks. It's been kind of t- hard to navigate some of the games as well, but um, well, like the Rams one. It's it, like, it, I fantastic. was all over them. Fantastic point. They had lost two in a row. They had just brought in Odell Beckham Jr. Just brought in Vaughn Miller. Two great players. Aaron Rodgers doesn't practice all week. Yeah, doesn't. He's got bad feet. They're saying. Yeah, well, he's what? He's got that one toe that seems to be coming up in the news a ton. It's yeah. like. Yeah, turf toe. Yeah. Like this guy, man. I don't even know. Like it's just it's the vaccine thing and then he's got a sore pinky. It's like Yeah. How bad you got it, Aaron? I know. I'm glad you brought that game up. But Aaron Rodgers obviously played very well. Uh the Rams have now lost three straight games. I mean, Matt Stafford has looked brutal. And we're talking about a guy that everyone praised how much better he is than Jared Goff. How you bring him in. Underrated he is. Yeah. yeah. And I mean he's come in and just looked like shit. The last three games. Sean McVay is obviously freaking out. I mean, he's a heck of a coach, but I'm not too worried about them, though. Uh, we'll talk about the Rams later on in our segment, Contenders and Pretenders. Yes. Um, obviously, the Christian McCaffrey, the renowned first overall pick, typically in fantasy, done for the year. He's been an absolute bandit. I, I mean, it's just, if you can't stay healthy at that position, I mean, injuries compound. I mean, he, he is, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how his career goes from, from here on How out. many games has he played this year? I, I know he four games. Yeah, because I know he just came back. Like, yep. And it's man, it sucks when a guy's out, and then you get, especially if you have him in like in a fantasy position, yep. Yep. and you're like, all right, let's go. Like, imagine somebody who took him first overall, which would have been ninety percent of exactly ninety five percent of NFL. You miss him all year, and that's just kind of the way it goes. Sometimes it's a damn shame, but yep. like you know, you're hyped up for him to come back, and then he's just out again, man. It's uh, it's certainly shitty. But some of the highlights, I guess, from Sunday, uh, last Sunday, a Leonard Fournette. Uh, beats the, the the Colts in a heartbreaking fashion. They got Brady'd. Uh, you know we were on the Colts leading all game, and then obviously yeah. Brady you know pulls a you know you know what out of his out of his ass. And, and Leonard Fournette has four touchdowns, and, and the Bucks ended up beating the Colts on the road by yeah. a touchdown. Now Fournette goes off, eh? Yeah, like yeah. I yeah, I could ride the guy every week. He doesn't do anything, and then that one week I fade him, he goes off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So classic, dude. It is classic. Um, and it's surprising too. I mean, they've got Giovanni Bernard, they've got Ronald Jones, they've got guys who were getting touches in the past. It seems like it's Leonard Fournette's backfield now. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Sunday Night Football, throws four interceptions and still wins the football game. That's just nuts. Insane. There was a there was a stretch of that game where it was like Baltimore gets the ball, pick, Cleveland fumbles, pick, Cleveland fumbles or punts. Like it was just such an it was such a brutal game, uh, the Sunday night football game, and obviously the Bengals ended up beating the Browns. Um, I'm not sure if either of those teams are going to be competitive come playoff time, but we'll see. Um, Nate, Monday night football this week is going to be fucking electric. Patriots-Bills. Patriots-Bills. 
Josh Allen coming to town. I got to feel I'm running the Bills. Yeah, I mean, they're at home. Yeah. I mean, people are going to be. How many can the Pats win in a row is the question. Exactly. If if I walk in here Sunday and you get the bucket hat on, I'm changing the pick, but. Yeah, well, I mean, we're riding the bucket hat. We also have an addition. Actually, you probably won't be bringing that. Or the, you can't bring in additions while you're on a heater. No. Uh, but uh, the next one. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, the, the Patriots bill is going to be a super electric game, obviously for first place in the AFC East. We'll probably have a lot of playoff implications in terms of who will host uh, their playoff games. Uh, but, man, the Patriots have been on an incredible run, six straight wins. Um, obviously, people in, in, in Buffalo will probably take off. I would say there's going to be hundreds of people calling in sick Monday and being at the stadium. Yeah, I mean, it might be after, a after. very long week. Yeah. Weekend. Tuesday, sure. too. There's talk. Yes. If they win that game. Get a little yeah. hungover. Yeah. Um, so. Just before we switch out of football, too. Yeah. I, anyone who trailed my overtime pick of the week, I do apologize immediately. Yes. You know, I maybe picked the biggest blowout of the week. Unbelievable. Got out of hand early, man. I, I, I just Big can't. Man's done. Oh, he's absolutely done. toast, dude. Yep. He's, he's done. done. 41 to 10. I picked it to go to overtime. Yeah. 41 to 10. Thankfully, these are all free bets for me. Yes. And I'm not absolutely hemorrhaging money. <sighs> but for the love of God, I got to see what we're looking at this week. And I'd say the early... Uh, the early favorite for overtime game of the week? The early favorite is... Well, it ain't going to be Vikings-Lions. No. It might be... Uh, it might be 49ers-Seahawks. Yeah, that's got an overtime feel. It does. Yeah, it does. And so does Broncos Chiefs. Okay. I don't know why. I'm just getting uh, You're getting that vibe. Feeling. Or maybe I roll back with the Bengals, take them at the Chargers. Okay. I mean, they just beat the wheels off Big Ben. Yeah, so that's we'll see. right. Anyway, folks, you you know when the updates will be. It'll be it'll be coming. It'll, it'll be, be coming. Saturday. It'll be out. Yeah, that's right. Um, Nate, moving into the NHL, uh, it's been kind of a, a week full of suspensions, firings, you know, people wanting out. Um, but we'll start things off with Brendan Lemieux, and and obviously, I don't know if a move gets much greasier than biting. Yeah, spent five games for biting, maybe five for spitting. biting. Spitting would be maybe the only worst. Spitting, thing. yes, yeah, it's greasy. Yeah, but biting like the pain that it endured, like it's a for like sure. I mean Brady's hand, Brady Kachuk obviously was the the victim of the biting. I mean his hand looked mangled. Yeah, they did. Um, I couldn't get a good view of the actual bite. It's like right, it's it's it's, it's a like, quick glance. Yeah. He shows it and then it's hidden. Yeah, shows it to the ref and it's just it's like the teeth marks are oh, okay. Are, I, I couldn't get a I couldn't get a shot of it when so, I was watching the game and it was oh it's 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 greasy and anyway five games and and I mean I don't know I mean. I don't know if there's any instant or any situation where that is acceptable, uh, biting someone. Um, but uh, but yeah, five games. Nate, what do you think? I, I, well, I think Brady kind of helped the suspension length. Yeah. I feel like coming out to the media like that because it's it was almost so like the Kachucks are such like a big name in hockey. Yeah. So then when it comes out, he's talking about it. You know what I mean? He's all over the he's all over the media about it. Yeah. And, and I mean, like, man, I'd be mad too. I'd be going on a rant just like that. I feel like hundred you know, percent. Someone bit me. I'd be like, dude, like this guy's an absolute clown. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, but uh, you know, I think like the NHL too. You know, I feel like if he didn't come out and say anything and that happened, he might have got a game. He might not even have got suspended. I feel like him coming out to the media really like pushed the narrative of him being suspended. And it's like, what are we gonna do about this? Like, we've got a guy getting eaten. And like, think of the response Brady would have had if he didn't get suspended. Yeah. Like, okay, like, yeah. sounds good. I'll be out chewing on guys next game. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, it, there was no, I don't think there was any, um, you know, way that he wasn't going to get suspended. But he, obviously, this is the biggest suspension for biting because it has happened in the past. It's like two games. Uh, yeah, two or something three games. Like that. Yeah, there's yeah. been. A, I mean, there, I think there was four of them. But uh, but Brad Marchand also uh, suspended three games for slew footing. Oliver Ekman Larson. Um, 
I mean, it, it's a play where Brad Marchand kind of he does this a few times a season. Uh, he's just a proper size. It's usually a taller guy, and he it it. <sighs> It is a slew foot, don't get me wrong, but it's like it's kind of like a new way of slew footing. It's not like a complete like stick on skate slew foot. Yeah. It's like he uses he's like a perfect size at like five eight, uses his thigh and kind of like dumps him dumps him over uh, his leg. Um, but yeah, suspended three games and and, and you, I bring up the point and I think I've seen. Uh, PK Subban and Slewfoot like four guys this year. I was gonna say, man, that's been all over the the internet. Yeah, it's just everyone's calling him PK Slewban. I know. So it's I, I don't understand how he's just kind of getting away. With, like, continue to get fine. Well, what was it? He slewfooted um, on the Rangers. There, who's out? Um, uh, Sammy Blay. Yeah, and he's like done for a significant amount of time. Yeah, and there was nothing there. I mean, Ekman Larson was playing the next night. Not that it should be going off of injuries. No, 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 exactly. Obviously, but you know, I mean, like. This kind of brings me back to the Subban thing, too. Uh, I spoke with you about it yesterday, about how... Well, he hit Marchand, actually, ironically enough. I remember a few years... Oh, must have been like 10 years ago now. The back hit. Where, yeah, he yeah. jumps up. He literally jumps, yep. hits him with his back, and Rafi Torres did the same thing, and the guy got thrown the book. Yeah. You know, he got like 25-game suspension for doing it to Hosa, but Subban got away with it. I don't understand, really. A little bit of reputation, potentially. For sure, um, but I mean, like, they just... you got to have consistency. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. Like, it's brutal. I, 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 That's the thing I hate the most about the NHL is just, like, these... You never know what the suspension's going to be. Yeah. You have no idea. Yeah. And it's always tough, too, being a Washington fan with Tom Wilson. You're like, yeah. all right, what's he getting? Five games? And then, I remember, what, they gave him 21 year. Yeah. And then he ended up getting it down, but it was like, holy smokes, dude. Yeah, the inconsistency between the player safety board or I don't know even who it is. George Peros right now? Uh, yeah, I believe he's still there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mark Bergevin fired in Montreal, former general manager. And I, I, this, I mean, it's probably not surprising for a lot of people who follow the Habs closely, but I thought from a very outside perspective, from almost a hater's perspective, I mean, this guy brings his team to the Stanley Cup final. Obviously a heroic run, probably in somewhat a lucky run. Um, yeah. They come back the next season. They lose their their Hall of Fame goaltender. Obviously, you know, dealing with some substance abuse abuse issues. They lose their captain. Yeah. Lose another top four defenseman in Joel Edmondson, who hasn't played. I mean, you're talking about three core pieces. They were so sound defensively in the playoffs. You lose all three of these. I mean, what do you expect for your success rate? I mean, it, it's just it's just been bad luck due to injury. And I mean, I mean, Mark Bergevin's out. They bring in former Rangers. Um, general manager Jeff Gordon to be the I mean they fired some other directors as well but yep. uh, to be the uh, VP of, of player operations and and uh, apparently he's a good architect they're confident in his abilities but now they're looking uh, the Montreal Canadiens are looking for a new GM yeah uh, I thought it was kind of strange too just with the I would have thought um, what's the coach's name again uh, you, you, you're not uh, Dominique fan. Ducharme yeah Ducharme I would have thought he'd be the first guy out yeah. You know? Yeah. Because, I mean, like, last year, even, for instance, it's like, you saw him in the playoffs when he got COVID. He was out for the entire conference finals, most of the final, right? And the uh, the assistant came in, and he got it done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, it's like, how valuable is the guy to you, really? And I then hate he comes the guy. in this year. I know you hate yeah, him. Yeah, hate the guy. Um, and then, you know, like, he this year's been terrible. And, I mean, it obviously goes back to Bergevin. I mean, he assembled the squad. But, yeah, I mean, if there was one GM who I thought was going to get fired first, it's far and away Jim Benning in Vancouver. Yeah. Which I'm not really sure what's going on there. Like, it seems like it's inevitable he's getting fired and you hear it daily, but it's just not happening. For sure. Yeah, I mean, 
it's tough, man. Bergeron, he, he did his best. I, you know, I, I don't think the effort wasn't there. I mean, you think about the acquisitions he's, he's brought in. I, I'm a little skeptical on the Tyler DeFoley. I haven't seen what I saw in LA. I don't think it's transferred over to Montreal very well. Good year last uh, year, but yeah, he did put up. A, yeah. He had that stretch of goal scoring for sure. I mean, but, this year has been bad. But you got to think about that division too. Last year, right? Like it's a whole different. Yes, exactly. Like you're playing the league now. Yes, exactly. You're not playing just Canada, so it's. Um, and I mean, I thought Christian Dvorak was a nice swap with Arizona. I like the Hoffman, Mike Hoffman. too, but he yeah. hasn't even really played. It seems like. Yeah, so it's it's been tough. You got Jonathan Drouin back, but I mean, obviously he hasn't been great. But yeah. uh, but Jake DeBrusque, I wanted to finish off in the NHL by Jake DeBrusque, obviously. Uh, not in a long time Bruin, but uh, 13th overall pick in 2015. Wants out, uh, and so we'll see. Uh, we'll see where he ends up. Um, I was floating around some some funny or some, some trades. Trade. Yeah, some mock trades that I thought uh, maybe Jeremy Swayman, Jake DeBrusque, and the Bruins first round picks till 2034. Uh, for Connor McDavid, <laughs> uh, or maybe Jake DeBrusque for Phil Castle, straight up bring uh, reunite Phil with Boston. I like that one. Yeah, I so. like that one. Um, yeah, why is he one out? He just hasn't got the opportunity, and it, it's tough. But at the same time, it's like uh, I feel like he kind of has had the opportunity. He just doesn't really. Yeah, I mean, he's well, kind of inconsistent. For sure, he is, and I mean, I, I I'm not quite sure if, if his his role mentally has aligned with how he plays. Yeah. I think that might be similar with a lot of people across the league or a lot of people, a lot of hockey players. But, uh, yeah, I mean, when you play behind the Bergeron, Pasternak, and Marshawn line, I mean, these guys run a minute and a 30 of the first power play. Yeah. This guy, these guys are the first penalty kill unit. It's just hard to get those special team minutes. Um, He's been playing on the third line. They've got Taylor Hall. So now he's not, they've got Marshawn and Taylor Hall. Now he's not two two, uh, left wing. He's three left wing. Uh, so he just he sees himself being more successful in a in a bigger role somewhere else. I just don't see it though. He fits for me as like right where he's at. Same. I think he's a strong third liner. Brings yeah. speed. Brings energy. Um, you know, he had twenty goals I think uh, two seasons ago. But we'll see, man. We'll see where he ends up. We'll see what season. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like twenty twelve or something. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Geez. Um. So we'll see where he ends up. I like Jake. I think he's a good kid. He's great in the room from all accounts. I mean, when I watch behind the B, but. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. Moving into the NBA, the Denver Nuggets, man. The Denver Nuggets, we were looking, uh, we are talking about uh, how bad of a team the Orlando Magic are. Yeah. Uh, they ended up grabbing a win against the Denver Nuggets last yeah. night. Uh, but the Nuggets are in a shitty situation. Now, they, they, obviously, they've got the 2021 MVP, uh, Nikolai Jokic, uh, but they've lost now um, Michael Porter Jr. for the year. Well, he's um, what? He had the, looked like Peter Griffin and Family Guy, didn't he? He got the spine thing going. Yeah. 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 With the. Roof shopping cart. Yeah. Goes yeah. off the, like, that's tough. Um, it's big spinal surgery coming up for him. You got to feel for him, man. That's, oh. y- you never, you, you don't want to hear anything about the backs. No. That's such a tough, like, that's almost, that's up there with shoulder where it's like, oh boy. Yeah. This is going to linger. Yes. Oh, especially just jumping, man, like all the time. You know what I mean? Like coming oh, yeah. back from that. Holy smokes. Yeah. Landing. I mean, it's got to be a huge recovery. And then, and then I think it's, uh, uh, Paul Dozier, I'm not sure what his first name is, but Dozier is out as well to, in Denver for the year. And Jamal Murray hasn't played, it seems like, in a year. I mean, the last time we saw Jamal Murray, it seems like he was getting his hog sucked on social media. 
Oh my god, I forgot all about that. Yeah. Wow, what wow. an out-of-pocket way to bring that up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, His hog uh, sucked on on social media. Yeah. That's uh, right, though. That did happen. Yeah, I mean... Uh, we've all seen the video. Yeah, I mean, multiple times, some would say. Large hog. Yeah, oh, yeah, anyway, the but uh, but they're in, they're in trouble. Um, you know, yeah, these, I mean... Yeah. yeah, I mean... Anytime you lose one guy, yeah, let alone three, yeah, and I, mean, I don't know when Jamal Murray's coming back. That's the talk. I heard the, you know, never mind. He might but, be pursuing a different career. Yeah, I, I heard yeah, that. A as lot well. of people thought his performance on film was fantastic. So, yeah. but uh, but anyway, Nate, the Suns still haven't lost since our last recording. So that thirty-three wins in a row is still alive. We'll we be are monitoring that. We are on thirty-three watch. Yeah, we are seventeen straight for the for the Phoenix Suns. Another one coming get up against the Warriors too. So yeah. we'll see what's going on. There. That'll be a big one. You know, if they get through that though. I'm I'm like man, I'm all for this. I want this record. Yeah, I mean in today's day <clears> and age too, it just seems like an absolute mammoth. Should have Kevin Booker too. He got uh, he's on the Forbes thirty under thirty. Oh, bang bang. That list, man. Some serious names on that list. Yeah, yeah. Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah, Jack Harlow. Some musicians, some big musicians. Uh, Kyle from the Nelk Boys. Yeah, which is... Out of nowhere. Who would have thought? Not you know? me. That's... I mean, I just didn't think that he had climbed that far to be <clears throat> making well, that much money. But I mean, they're, I mean... They're making... I mean, their business model is, is beyond me. I mean, uh, I don't really know. There's a lot going on that you don't see. There is a lot going on. There's some yeah. people, too, you don't yeah. even, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So it's like, plus the, the amount of money they make on merch is absolutely asinine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ridiculous. They, for sure. They've done it fantastically, uh, a yeah. fantastic job. And, and, I mean, I don't know. that. I mean, they've, they've diversified as well. They've got a, a bunch of different stuff going on. Yep. Uh, I don't really know what Jesse's doing now, but he's doing something. Um, yeah, weird shit. I don't know how how their their affiliates with Steve will do it. I'm assuming they've got equity. I'm assuming they've helped him out because yeah. they start. They pretty much well, made him. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he he went out and said it too. He was like, "What? I had a thousand followers when Kyle found me on yeah. Instagram, and now he's got more than all of them." Yeah, just crazy. Um, which is insane because he's okay. L- l- this is a, this is very off topic, but I do want to talk about it because. So Steve started off by a guy, sort of like a shoe nice type of guy, where he would just do st- a bunch of stupid shit, like chug alcohol, yeah, uh, you know, smoke a ton of weed, and just be mangled. And now I don't really know what his value proposition is. He's just like famous from that. He doesn't do it anymore. He does. He's got new fake teeth. He's just he's just a, he's a classic. He's having case. a baby. He's a classic. Yeah, that Selena. Yeah. He's, it's a classic. Which case. I thought they broke up. So did I. What are we TMZ right now? Uh, potentially, but it's a classic case of a guy gaining a bunch of fame, yeah, and not really having any talents. Like, yeah, like he doesn't really have a great personality. It just seems like he's like hung over all the time. Yeah, he's got a new rack of teeth. I, I don't know, man. I like him though. I think yeah. he's hilarious. Yeah, I, I mean, think he's funny as hell. I I love Kyle. I love Salim. I think those guys are hilarious. Lucas, Lucas is Lucas. the funniest. And uh, anyway, we're off the Nelk Boys talk. We're moving into the Raptors. Plain and simple, they've just been absolutely dog shit at home. They're two and eight at home. Um, yeah, it just, it just begs the question, you know, what's Mazai, uh, jury got in mind? What's uh, you know, what's Mister? I can't forget his first name. I think it's Alex Webster. Um, have in mind for this team. I mean, uh, you know, you've got some decent pieces in Siakam and OG and and uh, and Scotty Barnes looks fantastic as a rookie, but um, Fred Van Fleet. But I mean, 
you know, what do you do? I mean, you can't be you can't be just writing off a season. I mean, not yeah. when you have this you know this core. It's obviously young, but I think that you gotta go. You gotta go maybe move move and groove. Yeah, I mean, you gotta do something. It's it'd probably be pretty tough to do, I guess, at the time. I mean, you're two and eight at home, tied for the worst home record in the league. the The weirdest thing to me is like how you can have that bad of a home record and then have a winning record on the road. Like they're seven and five on the road. <clears throat> yeah, which is like. I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me, especially in like basketball. It just seems like home court advantage is such a such an advantage. And they haven't had it for two years. Think about like they haven't played in this building with these yeah. fans for two years. Yeah. And so I mean, that could be something. Maybe they're just you know. Maybe they're nervous. Uh, who knows? Or just like maybe just getting back to feeling it. Yeah. You know. But anyway, we're, we're hoping that uh, and, and maybe moves are maybe that's a that's an overreaction, but uh, but who knows? Well, who knows what the Raptors will do? Obviously, you know you got a lot of faith in, in Masai, and and uh, and hopefully they get better because uh, you know they are the North, we are the North, and uh, and they control the basketball scene here in Canada. So we like them to do well. Uh, James Harden becomes the fourth player in history. I thought that was a huge milestone. It's ridiculous uh, to hit twenty five hundred three pointers. Um, Man, James Harden, I mean, this is a sport. It's challenging to garner the skill and how good these guys are on TV, I found. I've watched one pro basketball game live, and it was the Houston Rockets against um, the, um, the Boston Celtics. It was in Boston, and James Harden absolutely lit them up for like 42 and yeah. it was it was maybe maybe one of the most impressive sports performances I've ever seen in my life. He was an automatic bucket. And this doesn't surprise me at all that he's that he's uh that he's fourth all or fourth player in history to reach 2500 Well, I mean, he's with some wild names here. You got Ray Allen leading it out. <laughs> Steph Curry in second who's bound to pass him this season. So yep. Steph Curry will take over first all-time for threes Crazy. this season, which is you know, that's going to be cool Remarkable. to see. Uh James Harden, Reggie Miller's in third. James Harden should probably pass him this year too. I, I imagine he'll hit more than fifty-eight more threes as the season goes on. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you have Vince Carter in six too, eh? Wow. Yeah, sixth all time. I don't often think of Vince as like a three guy. No, I mean, I think you revert back when you think of Vince <laughs> Carter as just doing absolute windmill dunks. Yes. Like that's what I think. But, Definitely. Uh, yeah, Definitely. you know, uh, it's gonna be awesome to see Steph Curry. I want. I definitely want to be watching the game where he hits that last uh, that one to take over the lead. Yeah. That's gonna be cool, man. For sure. So how many is he back, Nate? Curry? Yeah. Uh, t- 33. Oh, I love it. So 33 back. Within within a month or two? Um, Maybe less. I mean, like, like the guy could hit five a night. Oh, for sure. So. I, he's averaging 5.4 a night. Yeah, okay, well, yeah. there you go. So, yeah, probably about a month. Yeah, so that, I mean, that's awesome. Maybe before, maybe Christmas Day. Oh, Oh, do they play on Christmas Day? They must. The, oh, the Warriors gotta be We're playing on Christmas Day. We're just gonna take a quick scan. Yeah, the, uh, the Christmas Day games because that's always a lot of fun. I always parlay all four games. Just it's Christmas. Oh, there's oh no, never mind. Um, or maybe there's five this year. I thought. I th- yeah, I got to December second. I was like, oh, it looks like there's five games. Five games, yeah. Uh, so they play the Suns. No. Yeah. Oh yeah, let's eat. That's gonna yeah. be a heater. It's gonna be an awesome game. That's awesome, man. They're playing a lot. Followed lately. by the Nets Lakers. Uh, wow! Unreal. Um, oh, and the Hawks and the Knicks. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, no, Trey Young's fun yeah, to watch. Yeah, for sure. Um, Celtics are on too. Yeah. Oh, you gotta love it, man. What? What? Well, what a good thing by the NBA. Like that is marketing at its finest. Definitely. Um, all the games split up too, so you can watch them all. Oh, gotta it's the best. It. Gotta love it. It is. It's a basketball-dominated day, but uh, obviously there's some football joining in. Uh, Nate, I, I kind of wanted to finish off the NBA by saying, uh, and it's Cantor. 
uh, uh, Celtic. Uh, long he played for the um, oh gosh uh, the Trailblazers. Um, I'm trying to think of where Ennis Cowell. He was a Nick, long time Nick, but he has changed his name to Ennis Freedom. And uh, I mean, oftentimes you see guys change their names uh, in sports. I mean, guys, Metal World Peace, Metal World Peace, Chad Ocho Cinco. Um, you know, guys do it. Uh, but I mean, I honestly do think that this is a genuine name change. I mean, he is a huge advocate um, for you know for democracy, for freedom, and and um, I don't know what goes on in the country of Turkey, um, but obviously he's not happy with what's going on there. Yeah. And so um, so yeah, he's uh, he's a fan of how we do things here in North America, and uh, and he's changed his name to Ennis Freedom. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. I mean, I I don't think I, I don't know if I'd ever have the balls to change my name. It's a lot. I don't know. You know, what would you change your name to if you could? That's a good question. I'm thinking on the spot here, but I'll have an answer for you here in a little bit. I'd probably go with Nathan Steele. Okay. <laughs> are you going to be on the hub, are you? That's the plan, brother. Okay, <laughs> no. okay, okay. No. But. All right, Nate. Well, I think it's time for our segment this week, Contenders or Pretenders. It's about halfway through, just over halfway through the yeah. uh, NFL season. So we're going to get in and we're going to shoot some teams at each other and say, or if we think they're a pretender or a contender. All right, Nate, I'll start things off with you, my man. And, okay. and um, we're going to start things off in the AFC. We're going to go with the Buffalo Bills. Are you saying they're a pretender or a contender? This is a tough one. This is a tough one. Obviously, I'm a big big Josh Allen guy. He's got the biggest arm and biggest something else in the league. Okay. We all know this. This is common knowledge. Yep. Um, I mean, man, if you would have asked me probably four weeks ago, I would have said contender. Yeah. But there's just like, what? I mean, they got whacked by the Colts. Yeah. Um, they they who did they beat last week again? They they kind of pumped. It was like thirty one six. Yeah. So they beat the Saints. So they beat the Saints and but the they, Jets. Yeah, and then what? They lost to the Jags though, right? And they didn't even get a touchdown. Yeah. So it's like I feel like this Monday nighter against the Pats is going to be like kind of like a telling point for me. And it's yep. just like, I mean, if they lose, I think they're kind of trending towards pretender. Yeah, I would I totally agree with that. So I think right now I'm going to keep them, and then I might come back to it on the next episode and see what we're saying. But right now I'm going to say they're just middle ground. So you can't confirm or deny. I can't. Until I can't Monday night. Exactly. Yeah. So your first one, Greg, is yep. uh, the Patriots. Oh. What are you thinking here? We're at six Fantastic. wins in a row. Yeah. They've so. won six in a row. Defense looks feisty. Bill Belichick looking in fine form. Um, I'm going to say this this team is a contender. Obviously, you know, they've got a big a big game against Buffalo on, on Monday night. They've got two more left against them. Um but I think just with Bill Belichick, man, I mean, you can never count this guy out. He draws up, you know, for example, uh, before they played the Chargers this year, they had run 80% uh, man coverage. Um, they go up, play against Josh Herbert. They run, like, 90% zone during the game. And it's like they do such a good job at changing things up, bringing new things, giving you looks that you haven't seen on film. And I really like the way they coach. I love Josh McDaniel's offensive mind. I think they're a contender. Obviously, Mac Jones, it'll be difficult to see. He's completing passes at an extreme, extremely high percentage, but it will be uh, interesting to see how they do against the Bills. Um, and just even to in, in the big game spotlight, I'm not but, sure. That's what I was going to say. Like Once no. it comes playoff time, we'll see how it, you know. Yeah. It's, you just haven't got the test. Exactly. Although, I'm, I'm, I feel like that kind of gets blown up by the media a lot. It's like, you know, he isn't proven and stuff. And, like, they, you hear this all the time, and it's like, I don't know, man. Like, I think these guys that are big, like, big-time guys, like Mac yeah. Jones, like, I feel like he's going to be okay. Well, he won a national championship that's, at Alabama. That's what I mean. Yeah. It's not like, you know I mean? It's not like he's going to get in there and be seeing ghosts. Shit the like, bad, like uh, Sam Darnold. Exactly. Yeah. Like, he's not Sam Darnold. It's Mac Jones here. Like, yep. you know, he's not going to be 
chucking turf balls at the ground like a little ween yeah. away from the, the play. <laughs> like For sure. All right, Nate, what do you think about the Cincinnati Bengals out of the AFC North? Well, you know, I've only seen about two Bengals games this year. Yep. Um, but And, you know, I'm going to roll off those. Joe Burrow, first off, the picture with my girl. Yeah. I don't, I don't like it. Okay, so I've got some I got some stuff to take down with Joe Burrow. <laughs> um, I think they're I, I'm gonna say pretender just because I don't know Joe Burrow. What is this like? He's so young, man. What's his second season? Yeah. So I mean, it, that one's kind of like a learn. And you know, I, I can't even really say that with and then also go back on what I just said yeah, about yeah, Mac yeah. Jones. You know what I mean? But yeah. I feel like Mac Jones is just more legit than Joe Burrow is yeah. for me right now. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just the system that he plays in or whatever. But I'm saying pretender. They seem young to me, and I'm just not. I I don't think yet. Yeah, I don't think yet. Yeah, I think you're on the right page, man. I, I think they're yeah definitely a pretender at this point. I mean, you got these young receivers and Jamar Chase and T Higgins and Joe Mixon is mm, yeah you know, Mixon. Said, yeah, good player though. Oh yeah, he's a daily fantasy. Like I, I grab him nearly. You like week. to mix it up? I, I damn right, I mix it up. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I think you're right. I think the Bengals are a bit of a pretender, and and um, you know we'll see. I think the division is in a bit of a race. I, I'm not for certain what the what the uh, what the Browns. Browns, Ravens, and Steelers are saying, but I mean, I think it's going to be that division's usually pretty close, and it, it's nice because I mean, the Bengals have been a bit of a joke for for a long time, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's the, really anyone's division. Yeah, it is at this point. I mean, the uh, yeah, it really is. Yeah. I mean, the Steelers aren't even out of it. No, they're they're getting there though. Yes, they are. That one tie is just. I mean, if you pull that win against the Lions, they're, yeah. they're in a lot better shape. But you know, that's a, that's a hurt. That's hurt there. But uh, so we're gonna take talk about the leader of the AFC South, Greg, Tennessee Titans, contender oh, or pretender? Pretender, man, big time pretender. And I'll say this: at one point they were probably a contender, but you've had Derrick Henry miss. He's probably gonna miss the rest of the regular season. He's their offense. Um, you have Julio Jones, who's just not the same. He's not. He's he's now fallen into the AJ Green category of guys who had fantastic careers, but just aren't aren't what they once was, uh, aren't what they once were. Um, you got AJ Brown, who has been injured, banged up. He's an incredible receiver. I just I'm not sold on Ryan Tannehill getting it done in the big games, and I'm not sold on their defense. Um, I love Mike Vrabel as a coach, obviously longtime player for the Patriots, but. I just think this team is a complete pretender, man. I I don't. I mean, they've had some fantastic wins, yeah. But they've also had some awful losses. Yeah. And they've lost to the Jets. They got pounded by the Patriots. You can't lose to the Jets. No. And say you're a contender. No. It man. Doesn't happen. It doesn't. You can't. You can't do it, man. Um, you can't. So I'm gonna say that this team is a pretender, Nate. I like it. We're gonna move into your favorite team, man, and we're gonna yeah. move into your team quite promptly. It's the Washington football team. How do you feel about their chances of being a contender or pretender? Okay, um, you know I'm not gonna use bias here, um, but you know I'm gonna go out here. Like this team is an absolute contender, man. They have one of the best defenses in the league. You know, I, I mean they're they're just firing on every single cylinder. Taylor, Taylor Heineke might be one of the best quarterbacks in the <laughs> NFL right now. I am completely kidding. They are the biggest pretender, maybe of all time. <laughs> I, like, and I, I'm keeping it real here. This is my squad, but dude, they don't even have a winning record. No, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. there's there's no hope. This team's a contender. And we were watching them a couple weeks ago. Close. Chase Young got carried off the field, so that's going to be tough on the defensive line. Obviously, yeah. Heineke's been playing out of his mind. He has. But you know, I'm not, I'm not going to go out there. And you know, when I said that jokingly about him being the best quarterback in the league, there is something inside of me that thinks he might. <laughs> Someday be better than Tom Brady. Okay. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, 100% pretender. No doubt about it. Anyone who tells me different, I I just want to talk to you. Yep. 
I just want to talk to you. Absolutely. Um, all right, so we're moving into the next one, Greg. And we got Toe Turf Rodgers and the Packers. Yeah, this is an interesting one. I, you know what? I'm just going to come on and say this. They're, they're, they're a contender. Uh, any team that has uh, one of the great quarterbacks – uh, Aaron Rodgers, um, they're going to be good, man. Devontae Adams is you know, definitely one of the best receivers in the league. He gets some receiver depth there. Um, I, I do like Aaron Jones. I think their backfield's sufficient. Uh, they're missing a couple of linemen right now. Uh, uh, Bakatari, I can never say his name. Um, but uh, but no, I think that they're they're definitely a contender. Uh, what's going to be interesting to me is to see how their defense can can perform in the uh, in the playoffs. Uh, but it won't be surprised. I won't be surprised. If we see the Green Bay Packers in the AFC Championship game or even in the Super Bowl this season. So, yeah. I think they're a contender, Nate. Nate, for your okay. final one, what do you think about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Well, I mean, as you just said, teams with elite quarterbacks, it's hard to give them pretender. And I think Tom Brady is one of the most elite, potentially the most elite of all time. Probably the GOAT. <laughs> and by probably, he's definitely the GOAT. But they also have, like, like Leonard Fournette. Oh, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm obviously not huge on the guy after the mess he put in on my daily fantasy there a few weeks ago. And you know, I have a hard time. I have a hard time bringing guys back after the big Evans wrong. guy. Oh, I love Mike Evans. Yeah, he's a guy. I mean Gronkowski. Yeah, I mean he's obviously not what he used to be. Antonio Brown. Hopefully they can get healthy. Antonio. Yeah. Chris I mean, Godwin. This, Their this, offense is insanity. Yeah. And, and I mean the thing is too like. If you were going to say the Tampa Bay is a pretender, I also would like to speak with you. Yeah. Because there's going to be some issues. Like You can't call Tom Brady's team not a contender because he's still going and they're an absolute contender. I think they might win it, man. For sure. There's always a chance. Like, Oh, man, absolutely. And you got to feel they're getting to the Super Bowl. Like, I mean, this is – I mean, people have counted this guy out for his entire career, it seems. Dude, it was like 2012. I remember they're like, yeah, he's toast. Max Kellerman. Yeah. He's going to fall off a cliff. Fall off a cliff, which yeah. also seems like a bit of a red flag. He's kind of wishing death upon the man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, but I mean, it, it, it's been incredible. The only the only issue I see uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Nate, is their secondary. It's been a little bit banged up. Um, so we'll see You know, if, they, if they're cornerback depth. I mean, they brought in Richard Sherman. Yeah, um, which, I mean, could... I mean, it could work out, but yeah, it's also... He's been a little banged up, yeah. Bringing in a lot of baggage there. Yes. A lot of baggage there. Yeah, a lot of weird stuff happened in the offseason, obviously, with him <laughs> showing up drunk on his girlfriend's door. And, yeah, that was weird. Anyway. Uh, anyway. What's their uh, What's their kicker? Uh, uh, Ryan... Suckup? Ryan Suckup? Yep. Not big on the guy. No? No, yeah. no, no. That could be an issue moving forward. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. I've, I've sold on everything. They're deep, but they have no kicking. Yeah. I uh, mean, no. why? Which... I mean, Mason Crosby, yeah. if we're going to flip back to Green Bay, has been absolutely <laughs> terrible. Yeah, he screwed um, me out of the overtime bet of the week two weeks ago. Yeah, a friend of the show, Richard Fitzwell, wants his head. He certainly does. Um, Big bet builder guy, Richard is. Yeah. He gets screwed by, you know, he'll hit five out of six and then get screwed by something stupid every week. So. By Mason Crosby. All right, Greg, last one. America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott and the boys. Yeah, what do you got? This this one has me uh, has me triggered. I mean, I, I'm just I'm so indifferent. I mean, I don't know which way to go. But I'll call them a, a, a contender. I mean, I love Dak Prescott. He's he's my guy. Like I, if there was uh, one guy outside of the teams that I like in terms of the Bucks and the Patriots, it'd be Dak. Man, I just I love this guy. I love his story. Um, him losing his mom. Like he's just you know he's just such a he's such an inspiration. I mean, obviously having a huge comeback this year from 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 breaking his leg last year. Their offense is, is 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 potent, man. It really is. I mean, C.D. Lamb, you got um, Amari Cooper, uh, you got Dalton Schultz. Has just seemed to be one of the best pass catching tight ends in the league. 
Um, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard. I mean, one of the best O-lines in the league. Uh, their offense is, is awesome. Their defense looks like they're going to have the defensive rookie in the year, Micah Parsons out, out of Penn State. I think they took him 11th overall. He's incredible. Uh, you got Trevon Diggs, who at one point was leading the league in inter- interceptions. I'm hoping that their defense has what it's got it done. I could see a lot of shootouts in the playoffs with the Dallas Cowboys, but I do in the end. This team is a contender, and uh, I think that makes a lot of Dallas Cowboy fans happy. Oh, for sure. I, I can think of one in particular who's listening right now and is very pleased with that statement. Absolutely. Uh, shout out Hazen. Yeah, shout out Chef. Blazing Hazen. All right, listen, folks. Well, listen, we appreciate you guys listening. Sunday, Nate, we've got a huge episode. We do. We are doing, uh, we're going to break down what we think are going to be the uh, Olympic hockey rosters for uh, Beijing 2022. So yeah. we will see uh, how accurate our picks are. I mean, I feel like the last time we did a projection thing, it was the Seattle expansion draft. And, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. We shit the bed. Oh, man. We shit the absolute bed. Yeah, we figured out pretty quick we weren't Ron Francis. Uh, we uh, certainly weren't. And, and actually, you know what? I'm going to say this right now. My team would be more competitive than the Kraken. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I had Tarasenko bombing. I, had, yeah. I also had a team that was about 40 mil over the cap. <laughs> yeah. I had Carey Price and Tarasenko. <laughs> yeah. So it's like... There's half your cap. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see what's going on. But I think this, these will be a little easier to speculate than, uh, you yeah. know, a random expansion draft where guys are being taken from literally out of the woodwork. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, we're so. not pulling one guy from every team. We're, we're, yeah. You know, we're creating the best possible team from every country, and I think we're going to do a good job. Oh, I think so, too. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. I, I might mean, have some surprises. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll uh, if you missed the episode, too, we'll obviously post them on our Instagram, I'm assuming, yeah. as well. We, that, that's a must. We'll have yeah. the teams up. And, uh, For sure. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, we'll be back uh, Monday morning with a little Olympic preview, and hopefully they go to the Olympics. Yeah, because absolutely. that would be an absolute waste of an episode if they bail out. It will be for sure. All, All right, right, folks. Have yourselves a fantastic weekend. And uh, and we'll see you on Friday. Yeah. Is it uh, Monday. Monday? Yeah, we'll see you Monday. <laughs> Today is Friday, right? <laughs>